welcome back to a blathering, just me this time. A blathering conversation uh, is going to happen soon. Don't worry, I got some guests I'm lining up. It's been a lot of fun doing that. Been a lot of fun hanging out with my buddy Robbie Smith on our biggest win and launching anytime with Ken and Alden. Uh, thanks for those who watched that first episode. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to grow that, but you can still catch those episodes live every Friday, 11 a.m. on my YouTube channel and my Facebook page. We did it for fun, and it's it, a couple of people watched. It's just a chance to get, get the word out a little bit. Uh, also, a shout-out to my uh, channel member crews. If you're watching on YouTube, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I almost prefer now for you to watch on YouTube. Uh, this has always been an audio podcast. Uh, it's still the spirit of it. That's why, that's why I intentionally have the lighting low on my set, and I don't look and stare into the camera. It's just... I don't vlog. I'm just, you're just capturing a man on his microphone alone in his cave. Uh, but I'm having some issues with the, uh, the podcast side. The podcast industry has changed a lot. I've talked about this before, so I won't go into the weeds and, and into the details of it. I've been on anchor for a long time. I used to be on Potomatic. I had no problem with Potomatic. It just, it was too expensive. This is uh, back in the day uh, when, when you know, you for a year be like, uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to, for hosting and I was getting just enough downloads to where I needed that, else my podcast would be shut down every month. And advertising is was hard for uh, the level I was at then. Anchor shows up, offering to radicalize, radicalize and and, and uh, radic radically change. Not I shouldn't say radicalize, I should say radically change, but uh, ratitude, dude. Um, they did radically radicalize things in the podcast world. The hosting was free. There were some rights. Some people were concerned about the rights, and there's some. There were some shady things in the anchor uh, kind of little contract, uh, the fine print down below. But none of that really showed up. Uh, none of that really was a problem. But um, what ended up? Uh, uh, oh, sorry, anchor. Um, I'll tell you why I got distracted. I really. This is the blather, but I really got distracted. I just realized I'm. Um, Anchor offered free hosting and ad ad money. You could get ads eventually. They they brought that in pretty fast. And I was originally hired by Anchor. I was a hired employee, a contract employee by Anchor. Daily Thrones, I was paid for monthly. Uh, my contract stipulated I had to have 10 minutes of content every day. Um, there was one time I got out of a movie theater at 11.57. and was like, damn it. And I had to like, squeeze three minutes of content in before, uh, and that was content. That was not art. That was content before midnight or else I would lose a day's pay. Uh, that, that went away, but I was always happy with anchor. Then Spotify bought them. And that, that's what happens in this world. And Spotify was fine. They didn't really touch them for two years. Uh, they didn't. And then now they've completely, uh, taken over. It's, it's anchor.com on my website to get to my podcast, but it's Spotify for podcasters. Um, makes sense for them, and they've just made it harder to survive. So I'm gonna, I'm trying to leave Spotify. Uh, there's a network I'm trying to get over to right now, waiting for some uh, uh, information on that. But it won't change for you, so all this doesn't matter. You're just listening to a man blather. Um, and that said, um, hi, how are you? I hope you're watching on camera. I, I, I at least get two cents. If you watch on YouTube, I might get half a cent, and I need that. This is episode, oh, you thought I forgot. It's episode 76 of The Blathering. Episode 76 of The Blathering. I in the Patreon pre-roll. That's right. If you support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash I know Patreon's a little outdated. I get it. 
But if you want to support me over there, any tier, you get to watch this episode ad-free because there will be some ads that do pop up on Spotify uh, or YouTube. You get to watch it ad-free and you get some bonus content. I said it, bonus content with the Patreon pre-roll, which basically means I export two, count them, two versions of the show, which increases my workload, but I do it because I love you. I do it because I care. This is episode 76. You thought I forgot. I didn't forget. And this, uh, if you're watching on camera, this episode seems a little darker. And in the Patreon pre-roll, I was like, this is a little dark. Even for me, and I got my ISO open up, uh, you know, to the highest uh, level there. Even for me, this is a little bit of a, a too dark of a studio. And I realized it. I, uh, the other day, shooting some Force Center stuff, moved my little neon light that's usually right here and moved it back a ways because there was a weird reflection popping up that always is on this Star Wars poster. And uh, I don't, uh, I didn't want that there anymore. So I moved it back and that's why. Hot damn. I'm depressed. I'm really depressed. Like I am bottom of the barrel depressed. But here's the thing. It's not the first time I've been depressed. And it's not the first time I've uh, shown up on a podcast and said I'm depressed. But I don't need any kind messages. If you want to send them, you can send them. I don't need any kind messages, nice comments. I don't really need any of them. Because this is something I think we're all going through. It is the end of the year. And we are sliding on the surface of things and careening towards that brick wall at the end of the year. We're all trying just to get there. That's kind of where the vibe is. And everyone in my life, that's the vibe. A lot of tired, exhausted people. And it's not just one thing. It's not just the state of the world. It's not just the horrors in the news. It's not the economy, which though technically better and technically better for some, definitely is not better for all. And we're still struggling and jobs aren't paying more and jobs, even though they do exist, uh, they're harder to find at times or they're not the ones you want. There's, we're all feeling it. So this is definitely a situation where I'm not... I feel it, I'm in a wacky level of depression. I am in a bottom of the barrel. It can't get any worse. So let's just laugh like the Joker kind of depression. And it isn't over any one thing. I just know I'm there. And I think sometimes the victory is knowing you're there. You're knowing, you know, the, the rope, the end of the rope has been reached. And I don't have any great insight. Don't have any bumper sticker philosophies to get you or me through this. I'm just acknowledging that I'm there. It's a crazy level of depression. And I'll just, I'll, I'll put a little insight into to what's going on. Uh, I do need some work, right? And you know, who, who does, who doesn't at times? So, um, I had lost a job over the summer, uh, a freelance, uh, writing gig that I had for a few months and, and it went away and it, which was kind of a weird relief and, but also, you know, monetarily a hit, but it was okay. I was like, something's going to happen and I'm, I'm going to put my back into YouTube again and, and see where that can go. Um, I, the, the more content I've done, including the, this day in history is all that stuff. I've, I've lost 15 subscribers. I've lost them. You're supposed to gain when you put your back into it. I've lost them. And I don't even think it's, there might actually not be real people. It's, I was talking to my friend Dorino. He used to work at Google and YouTube. She's like, it's most likely just bots. It's most like, don't worry about it. Don't take it personal. You can't on that level. If it was 200 people because they hated your stance on something, you might have a, 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 a theory uh, to, uh, that would hold water. But I think it's just weird YouTube stuff, which is fair enough. And I kind of needed to hear it. But it's been that's been depressing. But 
I needed I I needed some some work, and so a friend of mine, keep his name out of it, calls me uh, or texts me the other day, which to me a text is a call. Don't call me. He texts me and he goes, "Hey, uh, I don't think you're going to be interested, but I I just he needs some work too because I'm I'm picking up some shifts at insert a company, and it's a company that's a well known media company. And he was like, hey, "I'm picking up some shifts at this company's dot 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 merch warehouse. Would you?" You probably don't want to, but if you need some money and you need to, you need get, need a little job to hold you over. For, it's a seasonal gig. Would you want to come work in the warehouse? It's 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 hard work, but I put some ear pods in and listen to audiobooks all day, and and you move boxes around and pack things. It's a it's a merch storage warehouse, and I thought about it for two seconds. It was it, it would require me to get up like six a.m. Take about an hour drive to the warehouse in, in a faraway place that on, on the map is not far away, but f- for LA it would be far away. Work eight hours, like eight to four 30, a 30 minute lunch break, two 15 minute breaks, probably uh, lug a bunch of boxes, pack some merch for this very successful media company. Uh, clock, the Fred Flintstone clock would go off and I'd get in my car and it drive about two hours home. Um, and I said to myself right before I text my friend, of course I'm interested. Of course I'm interested because this is where my life has gone. And I want to point out a job is a job. There's no shame in jobs. In fact, tonight I went to Target, which is where this leads to. I went to Target tonight and there was a nice guy. His name was Tim. Shout out to Tim. He's, he's not listening. Uh, probably 10 plus years older than me, maybe 15 years older than me. In the Target red shirt, no wedding ring, but that's okay. I don't leave with my, you know, permanently engaged ring all the time. I I get it. Um, But I noticed that. And he was working, uh, you know, an evening shift here at this Target, smaller Target in my town. And uh, it's a self, there's a self checkout line. And it's so funny because there was just an article today. I'm going to talk about it, hopefully, uh, I think on the next episode of Anytime with Ken and Alden. That a lot of stores, including Walmart and Costco, are are starting to rethink the idea of self checkouts uh, because employ uh, customers just don't like them. The, 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 there's a lack of human touch and human inter- interaction. Well, you, clerks, checkout clerks shouldn't be touching people, but you know what I mean. There's a lot lack of humanity to it, and also it it kind of requires the same amount of employees because everyone fucks it up. Everyone's typing the wrong information in, scanning bananas when they meant to scan peaches. And some people are just taking the food and walking out. There was one story of there's a lot, there's a lot of shrink attached to it, which makes sense. Uh, I, I've not ever messed up to the point where I've, oh, crap, I forgot to ring up my carton of milk or something. But I've done that where like, oh, did I? Did I not? Did I not? And then you scan it twice and then, then you have to call someone over. Hey, I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm doing your job for free. Um, and you might lose yours because I'm here doing this. Could you cancel that out? All so all this to say, this is I have more thoughts on him. Uh, this guy, there's the self checkout uh, was open, but he goes, hey, raise his hand. He goes, hey, I can take you over here. I go, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna have an interaction. We have a social interaction. So we go over there, and Tim's chatting with me, and he, you know, he's doing the old. I don't want to say dad jokes. He's just doing the old broken guy jokes. Uh, he's like, I'm like, hey, how are you? Because I. I'm not, I'm very affable to these people who who work these jobs to help us, right? I've been there as a security guard. I've watched people literally step over me with their souls. I, I, I literally 
had one woman. I, wa- I walked up there, suit, tie, radio. She was at a mall directory. Hey, can I help you find anything today? Welcome to the, welcome to Rutgers Mall. Can I help you find anything today? She turns around and looks at me. Do I look like I need help? Now, maybe she thought I was hitting on her, or maybe I didn't get it. I'm going to give a woman every benefit of the doubt uh, that some strange man comes up to her. That she has the right to do what she wants. But it's, that's kind of generally, though, what how people treat you in the security industry. So I'm, I, I walk up to, to Tim, and I go, hey, how you doing, man? And he goes, great. I'm waiting for the autopsy reports. I said, oh, yeah? I'm waiting for that, too. I'm waiting for death to take me. And he goes, oh, death already took me. I'm just wait, waiting for them to tell me what killed me. And we're laughing. Dark gallows humor. Dark gallows humor. And you could just, and, and, but he wasn't good. This is why I know my new best friend in the world, Tim, uh, had taken this job because his life dictated he needed to. He didn't wake up and be like, you know what, I, I want a career at Target, which again, do it. Work your way up. Become a regional manager at Target. Better, po- po- better career choice than podcaster. But you can tell that wasn't Tim's path. You could tell Tim was like, fuck, I need some work. Be- and the reason I say this is uh, he was really bad at it. <laughs> he was ringing me up fine. But, you know, you just could tell someone who's uh, been a clerk for a while, been uh, been uh, working the cash registers. Uh, they're zipping you through. They're beep, beep. They got they got the full. Uh, it's impressive. This is why I don't look down on the job. It's impressive. They're moving. If they've got one of those conveyor belts, they're controlling that. They're putting the little stopgap thing back for the next person behind you. They're counting. Sometimes, in fact, most of the time, they got a bag bag for you. So they're ringing and bagging, and and they can bag just boom, boom, boom. Stuff goes in. It's like a Tetris game, and they're solid. This was not my friend Tim. This was not my friend Tim. And he was chomping on some gum in a way that I was really impressed with. Just just into it. And he was, it, it got awkward for a second because he's like putting stuff into these bags. I didn't buy a ton of stuff, but he's like, eh, that didn't work. And he's like taking stuff out and he's putting one in there. And I did that kind of, I reached at one point and he hands me the first bag and it's all oblong. In fact, jumping ahead in the story, it fell in my house. I put up on a counter and it just went, gunk, and a bag of potato chips fell out and Almost got crushed. It was tragic. But um, he did that. Then he starts packing the second bag. And I'm like, I got the first bag and I'm reaching for some things to put them in the first bag. Because it was like, you could have landed a small plane in one of the sections of the bag. But it was also full. It was weird. And and, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I just, I know sometimes these bags, I'm trying to make it too heavy. And I was like, dude, you're you're doing great, man. Ain't no problem. I just... Was helping you out here. He goes, all right, cool. You know, you get you get about six. I I know you get about six feet for the car, and that's when the bag breaks. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And we're, we're laughing like two strangers, uh, you know, trying to just survive this world. Anyways, um, all that to say, like he's just working, man. I don't look down on these jobs. I don't look down on anyone who who goes out and seeks employment. And I'm not going to look down on myself for getting to the point where yeah, I need to seek out some employment. I need to take a warehouse job. I don't know if I have the back for it. I need to take a warehouse job. So that's where your that's where your uncle Ken is right now. Uh, most of my time and energy might be going to this job for for a little bit. But here's the rub. I'm ho- I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to check my email on on air. Um. Uh. I'm trying to. Uh, 
Let me check my email. I'm waiting for an email to come through that says I could get this job. The depression I'm feeling, and I'm fucking depressed, man. The depression I'm feeling isn't that I've fallen to the point where I need this job. And I don't have any disrespect for people who work these kind of jobs or any kind of job, like I said. But I say, and I stand by, I've fallen to this because this is where my life choices have led me, right? For better or worse. If I'd stayed in security, taken that promotion, who knows what would have happened, but I, I wouldn't probably be needing this job. But I've decided this is where my life is. This is what I'm doing. And like I said, this is why it's a weird depression. I don't, I don't need anyone to prop me up here. I just released a song with Brian Tiller and Sean Arnold. Please check out the Moonagers. Tell me, tell me. We got a full release coming a little bit uh, after uh, that. I just released a comedy album. I did receive some criticism within the industry, not like a rude YouTube comment or a Twitter comment. Someone within the industry, like at an executive level, level, wrote me a particularly harsh criticism of, of not the album, because they didn't know I put the album out, but I was trying to put the album out through this one company on a recommendation. And it didn't happen. And I, I didn't think it was going to happen. That's fine. But he, he didn't, this guy didn't listen to me for months and then wrote back to say, sorry, got busy. We get a lot of submissions. This isn't right for us, which is acceptable and normal and almost expected. But then he paused and kind of went, oh, and by the way, blank. And he just, he just, it was not kind <laughs> about me as a comic. And, not all of it, I don't even think, this is, why, this is why it's a special kind of depression. I I know a lot of what he said wasn't true. I know it was more about him and that he didn't listen or didn't actually hear anything on that album that made sense. To, like, I, it, 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 I, I walked away okay. That day was pretty bad. That day was a day where I didn't get out of bed. But it's not that kind of depression. I'm very proud of all these things. I'm proud of what's coming. I can't wait for you all to hear the other songs we have cooked up with the Moonagers. I can't wait. I'm excited about Anytime with Ken and Alden. And this is this is my thing. This is where I'm reaching out. I don't need you all to reach out to me. I'm reaching out to you. This is the kind of depression I'm at. And you experience that too? Where, yeah, you're down and out. And it feels bleak. But you're just going to kind of ride with it. You're just going to ride with it. I'm worried, though, right now that I might not get this warehouse job. Then I don't know what I'm going to do. That might be the backbreaking depression. That might be the one that I need to work on surviving better. I'm waiting for that email. It Because hitting the bottom of the barrel can sometimes be freeing. When my friend texts me that... And there's maybe other part-time jobs I could look at or anything. But my friend texted me that. I went, did that? This is right. This is kind of what I deserve. And this is what I need to do. And there was a freedom in that. It was a little depressing, but it was, it was a free, there was a freedom. But now, there, I haven't just hit the bottom of the barrel. I might be asked to leave the barrel. I might be told, you're not good enough for the barrel. Could you step aside? And that's where my depression leads me here tonight. And that's where my depression led me to that Target. Like any good Target trip or any grocery store trip, it started for one thing. We needed some new coffee creamer. And it ended up another thing. I bought 
I bought a meal that's going to save my life. I am absolutely depressed. Goofy levels of depression right now. I spend most of my days unshowered in workout clothes, and I can't even work out right now because my back and my oblique is so fucked up. I've, I'm having trouble sleeping because the pain is so bad. So I just sit around. I might as well just stay in sweatpants. And I shower later because what's the point? I'm not leaving. There's no reason to still leave the house unless you need coffee creamer. So then it's exciting. So I went for coffee creamer, but then I got, I got a dinner and this is where I'm telling you, I'm giving you permission. If you're down and out, cause I know I'm not the only one man. This, and this is, by the way, this is, I don't need any perspective. What's going on in Israel and Gaza is horrendous, tragic, horrible, a humanitarian crisis on many levels and fronts for many different people. What's going on in the Sudan, the civil war that's still raging on, that's just horrendous and horrible and tragic on many levels? There was a, a, a chartered school bus, a chartered bus with school kids from like a school band, a choir, marching band type of situation, and they're chaperones, and they're going on a trip, and they got in a car accident, a big rig hit them or something. This is in Ohio, and the bus caught on fire, and at least six people are dead, probably more. That's tragic. I understand all that stuff. I don't need that perspective right now. I have that perspective. But we all get in that spot where we just, we're so low, we're so broken, and we can't dig out of it. You have to hold on to something tiny and small. And that's what I felt when I walked out of Target. Because I got a chicken pot pie. I haven't had one in a long time. And a friend of mine mentioned the other day, and I just turned the corner and there Target was some pre-cooked chicken pot pie. I'm going to put it in the oven. 25 minutes, 375. I got some Hawaiian rolls and some of like that plant-based avocado oil butter I loved so much. And I'm going to put that baby in that oven. Not literally. Don't clip that out. And I'm going to warm that sucker up. And I'm going to put that butter all over that bread. I'm going to put so much butter on that bread that Tim at Target, if he saw it, would be like, you want a little bread to go with that butter? And we'd both laugh like there was nothing else in the world that was more important than that joke. And I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take a big spoon, one of those oversized spoons that kind of doesn't fit in your mouth, but you like it there, giggity. And I'm going to crack the, the crust. I'm going to have that warm, gooey chicken pot pie goodness and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to smile and I'm going to know that they haven't killed me yet and that I'm still walking and that everything else can be figured out. Everything else can be figured out. Tomorrow is always a brand new day. But this chicken pot pie is for tonight. I want you all to have the chicken pot pie of your dreams as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Consider going to patreon.com slash Consider becoming a member of this YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Please keep listening on the podcast side because I do need that 12 cents. And we're going to have a good time. Enjoy your dinner, friends. Bye. Bye.